Hey, National Treasure 1 is just called National Treasure, right? Yes. Okay. National Treasure Book of Secrets was released in theaters as National Treasure Book of Secrets. Yeah. And on the DVD, it was National Treasure 2, in case people weren't able to follow that <laughs> it's the sequel to is National Treasure two? 1. <laughs> yeah. Uh, National Treasure 2, Book of, Se- Book of Tre- Secrets. Secret Treasure We're gonna we're gonna go with the theatrical release title. Yeah, that's what I'm partial to. Had they already decided not to do three? We haven't gotten a three, but do you think they knew back then? There's never no. gonna be a three. Well, okay, so they didn't know there would be a two mm. until until the surprise. I mean, shouldn't be a surprise because the movie was like fucking awesome. Yeah, they were like, oh my, this is so surprising. This movie did so well. It's like, are you kidding? It's one of the best movies you've ever released, yeah. Disney. <laughs> yeah. And um and then they greenlit too, which certainly comes across when you watch this film. <laughs> uh that so one one thing about this movie is like in National Treasure One, they sort of imply that Nicolas Cage's mom is dead. Yeah. But then it turns out she's alive. Hey, and hotter than ever. Yeah. Woo! But yeah, so they, they greenlit this and then from what I gleaned from the research I did. Everyone wants a National Treasure three. Obviously, that obviously. was the long white, long lost white whale of like a, a trilogy. You know, 100%. for the for like one of the first times in history, people were like, "No, we want a trilogy. <laughs> we want the third movie." And in I think it was 2013, John Turtletaub had said that <laughs> there would be a National Treasure three, and then by 2015, I think he was asked again, and he was like, "There's no progress on it." No. 2020. Cage, I believe, this again, don't quote me on all this. This is, I think, what I read. Cage does an AMA on Reddit. Someone asked him about mm. National Treasure 3. Mm-hmm. By that point, uh, Edge of History, the TV show, which I've never watched and never will, is in production. And Cage says, there won't be a sequel because, and I won't be involved because they wanted to focus on a Disney Plus TV show. Oh, my God. Which is surprising because no. Disney loves money. You would think after a movie like this, National Treasure 2... Not to Book of Secrets makes half a billion dollars, didn't it? it made like five hundred mil, like I don't, close to five hundred million dollars. Yeah, um, about four ninety or something like that. You would think there would be a third parter. Well, but, but like the the entire industry has shifted towards being like just watch things for longer. That's all they care about. Yep, yep. and like it makes sense in a very cynical way. Like it makes sense that they're like. No, everything should be a TV show because yeah. we should. It should just you should stay on our service longer. Everything's designed to be on there longer. We were talking about. Um, now I haven't seen it, but maybe you can attest to this. But that um, that TV show, uh, Murder at the End of the World. Yes. You you describe some of it to me, and I've heard a little bit about it, and I was yeah. like, this sounded like it was a movie, and they have Thank like you, yes. they have like one or two really good ideas that mm. could fill out a movie, mm-hmm. and then they get in talks with someone like Disney or whatever, and they're like. What if it was eight hours? And no. they're like, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, I get we can. But like some things are lots of miniseries TV shows, especially the ones that you're like, this one's going to be six, six episodes or eight episodes. You're like, this just should have been a movie. Like, it I should. Don't know it what 100% yeah. should. Yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, I think this originally was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know Disney's not to blame alone for this. Netflix does this too all the time. I guess a la Queen's Gambit could have been a movie, but you know, we do get 10 hours 
of one premise. So the, the weird thing, like I always, I always make this. I don't think it's like a joke. I, I make this comment about Queen's Gambit all the time, and I like let's compare a couple like mini series because like mm. Queen's Gambit I thought was strictly fine. Yeah. I didn't think it was amazing. There was like three weeks where everyone was like, "Is Queen's Gambit the greatest show that's ever been made?" And it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Actually, it's really not. But like. Compare it to something like Mayor of Easttown, which I really, really liked. Mm. Like, the, these miniseries have almost no impact. No. Like, no. everyone talks about Queen's Gambit, and then Netflix Netflix themselves overwrites the conversation yeah, it's by releasing something else. Totally. And it's like, it's like they have no real legacy. No. Yeah, unless, I don't know, maybe there's a big contingent of, I know people love Queen's Gambit, I get that, but like maybe there's a big contingent who are like, I've been rewatching Queen's Gambit, and I love it. Yeah. Like, I, I rewatched Mare of Easttown, I, th- I think it's really good. But they really don't have, like, the legacy impact of prestige shows that go for multiple seasons. No. It, all except for maybe, like, Chernobyl. Like, people still kind of mention Chernobyl in parlance, but then again, Craig Mazin, who created it, yeah. has a television show on now. So that yeah, makes yeah. sense that they talk about Chernobyl. Right. I don't know. It's it's really interesting the way they do that. And like, I mean, to bring it back to National Treasure, Book of Secrets came out and like I never wa- I haven't watched a single second of it and all I already knew people were like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. We reject this <laughs> as a thing. Yeah. Shocking. I don't know. I don't know. Shocking. Because I know the critic rating is obviously predictably very, very low, but audiences love a good Nick Cage freakathon. And even Nick Cage isn't in it. That's the whole problem. That's like one of the huge problems. And the other problem is that these movies, the thing is like they're kind of exciting because they take place over like three days. Yeah. And like I know I can like watch the show to find out. But like what could a series consist of? Yeah. How many how many mysteries are you solving? Yeah. Because like in the movies, it's like they're knocking down clues fucking every five minutes. Yeah, it's like Nancy know. Drew, but then if you don't have the star power yeah. of Nancy Drew Cage, then it's not going to work. Yeah, and and also, like, I think I think every miniseries I've watched, regardless of quality, in the mm. last, like, couple of years, mm-hmm. almost every one, one episode, I've been like, yeah, I didn't need that okay, one. Okay, cap rid of that it. One. Yeah. yeah, that one, Call it off. cut it. Cut that whole episode. Can yeah. you cut 60 minutes out of it? Cut it. Yeah. I'm grateful that it's at least just a miniseries and not turning into another six-season uh, you know what though if it had been really like, super popular they probably would have been like it was a mini series and now it's we're bringing back uh fucking <laughs> national treasure edge of tomorrow or whatever you know like yeah, you know Ooh, yeah. sick crossover yeah okay. they happen in the same cinematic universe damn you probably didn't know that but. it's true the multiverse of treasures <laughs> yeah i'm here for it yeah <laughs> yeah so but, we're talking about National Treasure 2 today. Yeah. And we got a little sidetracked. I had something I wanted to ask ask you. Yeah, yeah, go on. It's actually, I have a little quiz for you. Oh. There are four actors, performers in this film, mm-hmm. three of which have won Best Actor or Actress at the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. and one has been nominated. Mm-hmm. Now, can you name the four actors, and can you name the films and I will give you a clue. Okay. That if I hadn't looked this up, I wouldn't be able to get it. Okay. And interestingly, I've never seen any of the movies that they've won for or Ooh, been nominated okay. for. Let so. me start off with one of the biggest names in it, Helen Mirren. Yes. For Elizabeth the Great or no, 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 Queen that's, or that's the Kate Blanchett one, the Queen. The Queen. Yes. The Queen. So okay, you, okay bingo. Helen oh, Mirren. Shit. That's that's an easy one. Easy one. Uh, I mean, there is another incredibly easy one too. Ed Harris for something, something. Did he win? 
No, I think he got nominated but didn't win. Four. What, what was it for? Four. I'm blanking on the name. Tell me the name. Pollock. Oh, see, I didn't see. I didn't see it. I've never seen Pollock either. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, I haven't even heard I, that name in a minute. Ed Harris is uh, the. I I only looked at like the best actor, but like. Okay. Also, like I I also noticed too. Keitel has was nominated for a supporting yeah. actor. He's never won. I think Ed Harris has been nominated for multiple supporting actor awards. He's never won. Uh, okay. Two. Okay. More, two more. <laughs> Go on, come on. I want to say Bruce Greenwood for iRobot, but no. No, there's two. <laughs> like, the two. Who are the Who are the other two actors in this? Well, film? Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage for uh, a movie I've never seen. It's from the '90s. It's pre The Rock. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Raising Arizona? No, post Raising Arizona. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Oh, I, again, I, I, I haven't often, seen it either. I often forget Nicolas Cage yeah. won Best Actor in Shit. the '90s. Yeah. I think many people often do. And wow. the last one? Last one is uh, John Voight. John Voight. John Voight for Enemy of the No. no. <laughs> a movie called um, Coming Home. I've never seen it. No idea. From oh the my God. late okay. 70s, I think. Yeah. Holy shit. I got to catch the fuck up to all these award winning what's her faces. It's, <laughs> it was, it's so interesting because I've just never seen any of those Mm-mm. movies. You know? Paula, God. Paula, it's been a yeah. minute since I heard that. Or, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So star studded fucking, fucking cast, crazy star studded. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? We want to want to hear. I throw in an extra interesting little quiz about Helen yeah. Mirren. Helen Mirren uh, wins Best Actress for the Queen, mm-hmm. and she's invited to Buckingham Palace by none other than Queen Elizabeth II. Oh my God! To honor Helen <gasps> Mirren for her great win, Helen Mirren cannot attend Stop because it. she is in South Dakota to film National Treasure Book of Secrets. Are you see- What a fucking king pimp move. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm so- I'm with Nicholas Cage. Helen Mirren's like, oi, bruv, I got better oi. things to do. <laughs> I've got treasure hunting with the prince himself. So I'm going to go dig underground, mate. <laughs> I don't know why she's like old town That's boy. That's exactly how Helen Mirren sounds. She's actually putting on an accent. Helen as- Mirren's a top boy. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, John Boyd. I'm not happy I married you, mate. Oh, what a stunner. I love her. Helen Mirren, I think, I love, speaking of miniseries that I love, um, I May Destroy You. (gasps) I think Helen Mirren could have been great as the best friend in that. 100%. Just like her. 100%. And and, um, I'm totally blanking on her name, the creator. Yeah. uh, The main Michaela Cole. Yeah. Just hanging out and just just talking shit. Fuck. That movie. Or like uh, as her book promoter or something nope just, just her best friend just her homie just because like <laughs> of a of a very regal and staid uh miniseries like i may destroy you which is super chill that is fucking and cool prestige and beautiful now yeah. that you mentioned i do want to see her in something with riz ahmed that'd be fucking dope oh my god national yeah. treasure four <laughs> starring riz ahmed and helen mirren <sighs> oh okay here we go We're soft casting. pitch riz ahmed yeah graduate student in in uh ancient native american languages mm. mm-hmm. helen mirren graduate advisor mm-hmm. they fuck no <laughs> <laughs> no they decide in national four i'm going to fuck the united states of america's president well that's kind of this movie too but you know but yeah so th- that's it that's uh, that's all you got riz ahmed helen mirren <laughs> yeah go the president <laughs> uh cormac and other person wibberly start writing because you got a movie on your hands guys i mean you we're done the, l- the hard work already so yeah we've done most of the work jesus can you please pick up our slack <laughs> So this movie is not very good. I 
am happy that we're doing it now because I feel like the only thing I've watched is a constant stream of either National Treasure 1 or National Treasure 2 <laughs> for the last three days. We're neck deep in gems and yeah, jewels, baby. Yeah. I'm not sure at what point I'm in the middle of either of those movies, but <laughs> it's I'm finally happy that it's over. Hey, you know, that's actually a good uh, compliment to a film because if tonally it doesn't vary all that much. So when you're no. like, I'm in the middle of either one or two, which is great. Well, can I say, can I contrast these movies and mm-hmm. compliment number one and d- kind of not compliment, uh, do the opposite of number two, whatever that is? I can't think anymore. <laughs> National Treasure 1, when last episode, whether we did a good job or not, I was like reciting the plot from memory because it is yeah, so easy to remember too. what's happening totally. in this movie, no. <laughs> I cannot remember <laughs> because anything that it happens. takes one whole hour before they even introduce what the Book of Secret is. Yes. It, so. it, it reminds me a lot of the crimes of Grindelwald where there's yes. like a solid 20-minute stretch where I'm like, Fuck, oh totally. yeah, that happened, and I don't remember why. No. And a lot of this movie, the main problem with this film, the biggest problem is that Thomas Gates, Ben Gates, excuse me, mm-hmm. Ben Gates' problem in this movie is neither interesting nor particularly high stakes. No. He wants to clear the name of his ancestors. Uh, of his ancestor Thomas Gates who was accused of possibly being a um Assassin? a collaborator for, yeah. on the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. He been dead. I does does <laughs> anyone even remember people from that era? Like, does anyone do you do you Come know on. of people who lived before 1900 who you're related to? Because well, I, I do not. I do no, not. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. And we live a long life. And even then, I'm just like, nah, man, I'm capped out. Yeah, all of your ancestors lived to 125. Yeah, yeah. they're gone, gone now though. Yeah, yeah, but they lived a long time. Mm-hmm. But so I just find mm-hmm. the whole journey to just be like. Why? <laughs> Why are they doing this? Well, I, <laughs> yeah. And then what that, w- because of that emotional kind of blank space, it's like the city of gold, which they end up seeking, Yeah, feels like a Why? MacGuffin. Like, yeah, it's who like cares? A, who cares? And then the legacy of Ed Harris as the villain who's redeemed at the end is kind of like, sorry, dude. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Also, I, mean, I guess you don't have to know too, too much of American history because they do handhold you through the whole process. They make up a lot of it. But yeah. if if I was watching it as someone younger back then and I had no idea who shot who and who's conspirating against who, I wouldn't know what Ed Harris's ancestry is. I don't even remember now. He's a Wilkinson, but I don't know if he is. He did, but, what? Like... I I still I struggle right now to remember why Ed Harris yeah. becomes the villain. Yeah. And like that's the problem with this the among many problems with this movie is like it's so cloudy to me why any of this happens. Yep. And it seems very contrived. And because at one point there's like a small child who also comes up on screen and like grabs Nicolas Cage and is like, "Hey, uh, Lincoln's assassination was a ploy by the state and not really by one guy who was also an instrument of the state, which is trying I, to kill him." What the I, fuck? I didn't look this up. Mm. Is that child the <laughs> very same child who plays in in the very completely the- normal episode of How I Met Your Mother, where Barney <laughs> hires a fake family for no. his mother? No, he's quite no, he's about the same age then. I think it's the same kid. Oh shit! Yeah, the the one who has the catchphrase. 
<laughs> You're trying to have the catchphrase? In, in, I remember. I remember. In an episode of television that's down to earth and realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it's the same kid. It Damn. looks like the same. And it would be. The it's got the same line, energy for the sure. The timeline would fit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Man. Wow. We haven't even got gotten gotten into it well we're gonna struggle through the plot here um let's do it and i want to i want to again i want to compliment justin bartha for his performance beautiful locking it down as riley pool oh and the other thing mm. I, I like about this movie is that it shines a little bit more of a light on the way that sidekicks are often overlooked yeah because like he's like in t- integral to both plots mm-hmm. and i mean nick cage just would be nothing without him 100 yeah. percent. and every time he's on screen someone either calls him who or oh yeah you're uh, ben gates's assistant there's a scene where there's a scene where they're at john voight's house and he's like didn't you read my book and john voight <laughs> looks at him but the edit is like a moment too long and it looks a lot like john voight was like I, I forgot my line. Yeah. So he <laughs> but, just stays there. But he silence. gives him like, it's not even like a withering look. It's like a blank stare. Like he's about to ask like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice contrast for later for anyone who's not in his immediate personal circle has read the book. <laughs> for instance, the agent FBI guy on the case. He's like, yeah, yeah of course I read Yeah, Harvey Keitel is the only good guy. Yeah. And then Nicolas Cage hadn't even read it either. Nobody. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this plot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, and I, I want to say something really, it's this, this is, I was laughing at something earlier yeah. that it's not funny when I explain it, but it really made me laugh just because I'll explain. So it, it opens uh, in just after the civil war, like five days after the civil war, uh, these guys approach Thomas Gates, the ancestor with a thing to decode and he helps decode it. And then one of those guys is John Wilkes Booth. He goes off, he shoots Abraham Lincoln. He yells the Latin thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy shoots Thomas Gates, the other conspirator, just mm. before, as he solved the puzzle or just before, I don't remember. Sure. <laughs> and then he says something to his grandkid that's important, comes in important later. Yeah. So I was reading about, on the, I was looking on the Wikipedia page and I was just like scrolling through, you know, Wikipedia has a bunch of footnotes and references yeah. and things like yeah. this. There's like, <laughs> there, okay. So there's further references, which are like related to articles or like journalist things or reviews or whatever yeah just above that there's a little section called notes and that's like reserved for other stuff and it's just a little footnote and all it said was the actor who plays abraham lincoln is not the radio personality glenn beck (laughs) (laughs) do you know who glenn beck is yes but why are they calling him out specifically (laughs) because the actor is named glenn beck but it's not now, if anyone doesn't know who Glenn Beck is, he's a conservative personality yes. who had a radio show, a television <laughs> show. He he vehemently face. rejects climate change. Oh, um, quality. He once said that Obama was planning like a uh, Oklahoma City style bombing <laughs> on the in the United States. Oh, cool guy! And he compared both Obama and Trump to a little-known fascist named Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so oh, my God. He's, like, he's a total, like, kind of right-wing conspiracy nut guy. Oh, yeah. And, um, but, like... <laughs> When cool. you look, when you look at him, he looks like he looks like Guy Fieri's chill brother. Yeah, and and to think that that person would be would mistaken be confused to for play Abraham Lincoln amazing. is so good. Amazing. Yeah. There is oh my god! Now that I'm seeing it, literally the first picture is a comparison of Glenn Beck standing next to an Abe amazing. Lincoln impersonator. Amazing. That like 
it's so Worlds funny. Collide. It's so funny because like it's just <laughs> it, that that little footnote just popped out of nowhere and made me giggle oh. like a like a little little lady. I <laughs> feel like Glenn Beck yeah. went into that article, be like, "It's not me." <laughs> like he edited <laughs> People that. People keep note. asking about my experience <laughs> filming National Treasure too, and Perfection. I just want to talk about how Obama hates white people. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Let a man live. Uh, so um, yeah, so Thomas Gates is killed. He tries to uh, see solves the puzzle for them, but he realizes they're part of this Confederate conspiracy to assassinate Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, which happened, guys. Abraham Lincoln shot in the head by Glenn Beck. <laughs> Take it up with Blaze Media. He knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the the Wikipedia. I also I have the Wikipedia in front Fully of me dear. for the plot, oh. and I love. It's like it's like so. It starts in the Civil War, and then in the Wikipedia, whoever wrote this, they're like. More than 140 years later, and it's like you just say in the present day. Like, it's like why? Why do you have to tell us? Because they're nothing if not accurate about it's like inaccuracies. It's, it's like it can't Fuck. be less than 140 years, but no. it's definitely a little more. For sure. For sure. Oh man. So uh, Ben Gates telling Thomas a story at like a conference, and then Ed Harris shows up and says he's like, "I have proof that your your ancestor was a yeah. the, the, you know whatever." What well, it's so funny to me that like any other modern day conference, that guy would be like, "Yo, get this QAnon on guy the fuck out of here!" Like they would just <laughs> dismiss him in two seconds. Security wouldn't let him chat, and he just takes command of the room. Well, well like over Nick Cage and is like, "I got a piece of paper." I, but I also I also love how much controversy it garners. In in the moment when you're just kind of like yeah guys this happened over 140 years ago <laughs> you know who cares it's As really not said. it's not that big a deal you know? uh, yeah 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 like what what do you think is gonna what what is really ultimately what is Nicolas cage worried about I, but you, like it's, you know? it's the besmir- it, when he says that phrase about like his name is mud and then he compares it to some guy named m-u-d-d oh, mud yeah. and it's like oh his name was dragged through the ages even though he was proved to be right but Forever, he's considered to be the Hitler of terrible names. So I guess the <laughs> Hitler of terrible I names. I guess he doesn't want that for the Gates, because then the software billionaire would be like, uh-oh, I got to switch it up for myself, and then Microsoft would be in jeopardy. Okay, it is all connected. I don't know. What- <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's it's all about like redeeming the one good name of you and your family. But like, I just can't relate to, to that. Like, I, I don't yeah. know, I don't understand why it matters, you know? Yeah, well, you have a cool name. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Like, I if someone was like, you know, one of your ancestors was a murderer, I'd be like, yeah. neat, who did they murder? Like, I know. And why? If my last you name know? was, like, Rasputin. Dude, I, if, if, like, one of my ancestors, like, had assassinated someone important, yo. like, I mean, who cares? And also, that's kind of interesting. True. You know? And it's also so disconnected by at least 140 years. Yeah. So, <laughs> who cares? Like, I want to get into international assassinations, but, like, <laughs> it's not be- it's not because of my ancestors. Hey, it's because you are it, killing it's it. It's just a dream. Thank you, babe. On this Thanks, spot. babe. They, I needed that today. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but it's, like, not because, it's not because of that. It's not because it runs in my blood. <laughs> Cold-bloodedness. Yeah. Yes. That's true. And away with weapons. <sighs> Shrukins. <laughs> Look at my shit. Look at my shit. <laughs> so anyway, they like <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So okay. Oh, I love this movie. Okay. 
This they, is <laughs> they, he goes to get a diary from Abigail Chase, who he has since divorced. Yes. And she lives in their gigantic house, and mm-hmm. she's dating the guy from Modern Family. Phil Mi- Dunphy. Mr. M. Family. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that's his name. In <laughs> Love the, him. Yes. Yeah. He's great. He's a good actor. So he's good. good. I've never so seen good. Modern Family in my life, but he, I know he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, he needs a diary from her. They bring, Him and Riley. Riley, who's written a book that no one likes, also... Yep. The most unrealistic part of this is, as I said earlier, Justin Barth is kind of a hottie, and all of these women are just kind of like, get out of here. Okay, nerd. But it's like, dude, he's, okay, a little geek. he's a total cutie. Yeah. And he gets his Ferrari repossessed by mm-hmm. the IRS. This comes in handy. This is important to know later, because as usual, this film resolves with some deep, deep corruption on behalf of the United States <laughs> government. 100%. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. just like, money, you can has it. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it, Riley. <laughs> Yeah, and so they break into Abigail Chase's home. They get this diary from her. Yeah, Abigail Chase, as usual, even though she never, she should have learned by now. She's like, "There's nothing on the back of this diary." And Nicholas Cage is like, "Man, clearly there is, Abigail, and you should just trust me for once in your goddamn life." They've been and, on life-threatening missions in the real well, world together, the, and she's like, "There's nothing more to it, guys." And every time, guess what? There is more to it. The 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 issue with this is that is like this movie has to take a, a step backwards. And yeah. it has to force a step backwards to like he fucking you just redo the love story with Diane Kruger. They just I, why fun, like yeah it was unnecessary. They got they got divorced for a reason. Yeah, man. I and like it felt like forced, and and we I didn't need to know whether they were separated or if they wanted to get <coughs> back. We as we've established before, Nick Cage's sexual chemistry is with Nick Cage. Like we don't Yeah. Don't get you gotta yeah. fist it back in. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Embrace it back in. Yeah. <laughs> but um if it if it was like a love triangle or something where Diane Kruger found like another Diane Kruger twin or something. <laughs> Great. What for her to fall in love with? Oh sure, why not? It was a progressive world. Um, we I'd be like, okay, now we got tension. Yeah, because no. Nick Cage is not interested in any of that. He just wants to treasure. He just wants the treasure, the, the natch treasure, natty treasure. Yeah. So they figure out that there's something on the diary, obviously, and it's and it the clue is on the Statue of Liberty in Paris. Yeah. They have a little Paris interlude, like literally, they like stop by on that one iconic bridge in Paris and mm-hmm. look at the Statue of Liberty. They have an encounter with fucking French Buster Bluth, yeah. who gives oh my God. Riley Poole the ticket. <laughs> That's so funny because yeah. now I cannot see it. Yeah, is, oh, dude, go back and he look. Really he is. he is fucking it's Parisian Buster Bluth. Buster Bluth. <laughs> um, they find out that the engraving references the Resolute desks, these twin desks made from this ship called the Resolute. Right. Uh, I don't. I'm explaining this like people might know because I I didn't know about this. I learned this I know, from this from film. the movie yeah. too. I know, and I I thought they just made it up, but I guess maybe it's true. But it is the the desks are true. There are two the, resolute desks. Yes, Damn. the um, the nonsense, uh, the hidden compartments are not true. <laughs> okay, yeah, well that's fair. Um, I have to say in... too. So the FBI gets back on the case here, right? Yeah. Immediately following this um, French Buster Bluth scene, Soccer there's Bluth. there's the weirdest little moment that I absolutely love, <laughs> yeah. where Harvey Keitel. And the two FBI agents are doing a little walk and talk down a hallway. There's there's a there's an FBI agent named Alicia. Uh, uh, the actress's name is Alicia Coppola. Okay. Not no relation to Nicholas Nicholas Cage Coppola or Francis Ford Coppola or any of that. <laughs> yes. She's just uh, an actress. Yeah. But there's another guy who is also a National Treasure one whose name I do not remember. Mm. They do this walk and talk, and they walk down a hallway. And as Kaitel and Coppola turn, he walks straight into a door. 
tugs on it. Oh no. Looks down and is like, why is this locked seemingly? And then just continues on like nothing happened. <laughs> what? It's so weird. I Did don't they know. forget to take out the edit? I don't or? know why. No, it's it's in one shot. I don't know why they kept it in. It's so <laughs> strange. And it feels like there's like a weird like deleted moment. And it's I just it's so weird looking. <laughs> and there's you did point out there's a lot of weird there's like, a couple freeze flame yeah. things where it's yeah. not needed and yeah yeah so actions so know. they uh the resolute desks one is in london at buckingham palace and the other one is yeah it's a buckingham palace right one is with the president and one of the is united with states. the united states president at, at the white buckingham palace at the white palace and uh, white <laughs> the white palace whoa that's a fan that's a location in like a fantasy place somewhere that rings a bell the yeah. white palace probably yeah. i don't know who cares um so they go to london they go to find this desk because there's got to be like a hidden compartment they break in on like a tour or something again i don't really remember how they get in an argument well the boyfriend of diane kruger who she's dating is a white house no guy. that's at the white house not at buckingham palace ah, okay so the argument they s- stage an argument him and diane kruger who has happened to show up there mm. and they recruit here the argument scene is one of the most unhinged things ever put on cinema. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is absolutely off his fucking knot. There. He it's is so crazy. Peak Nick Cage in this scene <laughs> where he's doing the most hand mouth acting. The part where he runs down the stairs and he's like, "Hey everybody, everybody, look at this. It's more this is more interesting than that. Look at this." <laughs> and he climbs up on the banister upside down and slides down. While doing uh, just an array of European accents. Also, yeah, guys, if you think my English accent is bad, it's a hundred times better than whatever Nicholas Cage is doing. Question mark. Now, while he's there, the security guard mentions, smells scotch on him. He's like, have you been drinking? Mm. Just a nip. (laughs) But (laughs) did you happen to notice the brand of whiskey that he, or scotch rather, that he dabbed on No, no, I couldn't see the bottle. Jura. (gasps) The guy. And he wastes from it the on Isle his of Jura. Neck? It's like a little airplane bottle of it. Oh. Yeah, and he like dabs it on like cologne, and then they yeah. get thrown into a cage, and then eventually they get to look at the desk. I, I again, I don't remember how. Yeah, Ayo um, Jura, if you want to sponsor us, yo, into our a bottle, yeah. yo motherfucker. Hey, whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey, respectful motherfucker. Hey, Jura, we love send you. us a fucking bottle. <laughs> um, that's an ep. <laughs> as <laughs> a perfect Nicolas Cage. Yes, I want to dab it on my neck. Yeah. So then they go through a big car chase where the other weird edit is where <laughs> it's like Nicolas Cage like f- both furrowing his brow and like pursing he's his lips. He's doing the Dwayne Johnson. He's he's doing like the blue steel a little bit. Yeah. But it's like it's just a momentary cut where it's oh, his why? it's his as our our friend said earlier today the the reaction shot where they must have shot like 30 things yep. and d- done different reactions yeah. and um this is just the one that they somehow oh. chose and it's the <laughs> weirdest thing and it's like it, 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 if you want to see it it's right in the middle of this car chase in london right he asks riley to hack into something and riley says yes i can and then like abigail turns and looks at him and he's just giving the strangest look and it's like a half second shot of oh, him. it's beautiful perfect yeah so unhinged so unnecessary and yet a little treat a little treasure for us a little national treasure little that's national what nicholas cage is yeah, baby. that's because he's only three feet tall yeah. <laughs> he's a pocket he's the size treasure. of a bottle of jura <laughs> yeah they back in america they return to john voigt yeah. Uh, with they, they find like a board with all these symbols in the desk. Sure. They t- they get a picture. Of, again, who cares? <laughs> they get the. They get a picture of it, and they're like, "Oh, how do we? How do we uh, uh, translate this? Who can yeah. do it?" They go back to John Voight, and he's like, "Oh, it's definitely like ancient Native American s- symbols or whatever." Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's only one person they go to. 
mom. Mom. Nicolas Cage's mom. Yeah. And they go to her and she's a real ice queen. She's a real queen herself. <laughs> and, oh God, it's so confusing. <laughs> what, what are you tripping up? So he gets the board with the symbols. Yeah. He gets a picture of it. He throws the other one away to stop William... Um, uh, Ed Harris from chasing them. Yeah. Ed Harris gets that board. They bring it to Helen Mirren. and she translates it. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Cage and Abigail Chase go to the White House yeah. to find the what they think is going to be the other board. Other half of the board. In the other Resolute desk. Yes. Uh, Mr. Modern Family comes back. They distract him. Nicholas Cage opens the desk to mm-hmm. find there's nothing in there. No. And so then he decides... There's only one way to find it, and it must be in the Book of Secrets. Yeah. The President's Secret Book, where all of the, I don't like every There's got to be a picture of the other half of that secret coded message. Somewhere, yes. Somewhere. And the President, because they're very security conscious, writes it down in a book or something. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and leaves it in a public library. And leaves it in a library. Love it. The only way to get the information they need is to kidnap the President. Hell yeah. And that's the and the dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah exactly. I remember we were talking about like you know I mean come on stealing a Declaration of Independence, they possibly couldn't top it. No, yeah. he's gonna kiss the president on the mouth. Yeah, he's got to get close enough to smooch him. Hell yeah! So they bust up the president's birthday party, which is held at Mount Vernon, which they kind of stage. They stage the whole situation of it being held at Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. The Nick Cage manipulates the president he's like hey there's hidden tunnels here it'd be cool the president played by bruce greenwood our guy from my robot totally he's like i used to be an archaeology major i love this kind of stuff let's go <laughs> let's go jrt's in this hidden tunnel <laughs> and then the president he like gets rid of secret service yeah ben gates basically like quasi kidnaps him yeah yeah but he tells him he's like he explains to him he's like hey this really important thing which john me right here hosting this podcast has no idea why i don't remember (laughs) well he's like there's this obvious hidden treasure that is very important to american culture the city of gold and the only person who can help us find it is you mr president because you have the answer in your secret book. Yeah. It's <laughs> somewhere. And then and then the president says, he's like, I can help you, <clears throat> but I do have to pretend you kidnapped me. Yeah. So you got to outrun the, the... Dick move. A huge dick move. He yeah. could just lie. Yeah. He'd be like, nah, the door just closed on its own. He could just do what he does at the end of the film and just fucking totally let him Why did he have the, the FBI yeah. involved? He's a crazy guy. And then and then the president says, like, you should, when you look at the, this book of secrets, you should also look at this page because it's important, which we never find out what it is. We were debating earlier. Yeah. You actually never find out. And the thing I read was, I I read something, I think it may be on the IMDb trivia. You never find out, and that may have been the setup for a possible third film. That's exactly right. So the president asked him, like, when you do get the book, go to page 47 and confirm some things for me. And he doesn't. And then, yeah. We never know. Yeah. Well, at the end, they have a private discussion, which no one one is privy to. A life-altering thing that he sees on there. So Ben Gates leaves. The president gets a ride home by from a trucker uh, who probably didn't vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ben Gates and what, the gang go up to the, Library, the Library of Congress. Of Congress yeah. Go to that what, secret department. What do you think? What do you think of the depiction of the president in this? Like Bruce Greenwood, kind Chill of guy. like he's played the president like four times in cinema. Yeah, and like <laughs> I don't know, he says like he he quotes something and says like you know people don't. 
people don't think the president is like a regal office anymore or something like that which is so funny because this was like 13 years ago and it's like man imagine man, if you should you, see the Bruce, imagine if you could see it now yeah boy you know, this is a little different yeah this is gonna bring us back to our top five at the end of the episode okay, so perfect. we will speak right, less cool yes. <laughs> bring back the top five <laughs> and then what happens so uh, Nick Cage and the gang go to the Library of Congress and they, through a series of codes that the president has provided them, they find somehow a magical book of secrets. They crack it it's open. Not, it's not magical. It's just a book of secrets. It's a regular, it's a regular, regular book, of, book of secrets. There's no Dumbledore yeah. magic involved. So they get it. They open up the pages. Ta-da. They find that second half of the scroll that they've been looking for, or the, yeah. the, the tablet yes. with the code that they've been looking for. Nick Cage takes a picture of it. The police gets there, but they, you know, there's a, another wild chase scene and they all get away. In the middle of this, Ed Harris is like, aha, I have tapped Nick Cage's phone. Yeah, he's tapped his phone since, like, he, since he left for Paris, basically. Yeah, so yeah. let's, let's like, cut these two off and go directly to Helen, Helen Mirren. And then John Voigt comes to Helen Mirren with the other half of the tablet. Yeah. Yeah, and then they... Ki- kidnap mommy and daddy yeah and eventually i mean nothing else really important happens until they all meet up at um mount rushmore inevitably they learn from the book of secrets is that mount rushmore was connected because built as a cover-up yeah there was a lost city of gold gold that would never be found but apparently it's right in this like lake that's near a famous monument that no one seems to be like when when, when, what's in that hole over there on the other side of the lake (laughs) people are like nothing water what do you think yeah it's just a hole don't worry about it why is there a secret service agent posted there 24 7 365 i said don't worry about it because the water is dangerous over here yeah man it could be a threat to our national security (laughs) careful though (laughs) so eventually uh ed harris yeah. The whole gang, they go and they find the city of gold. They discover it. Yep. It's a great set. Yep. It's filling with water. It's a classic fucking thing. Yeah. Ed Harris uh, sacrifices himself to save them. Yeah. And After several times trying to kill them all to get definitely, out of there first. Yeah, he definitely tried to save himself. <laughs> he just gets tired of it. And then he also, he also like, he's like, I want to get credit for this discovery. Yeah. So again, much like Nat, Natch one, the good, uh, like a good villain, because he's not just like, like a, uh, He's not like one. He's track. not like Mr. Burns, like yeah, just like yeah, evil. yeah. Like he's actually he's got, got layers, a, got a purpose. He's yeah. an orange. Yeah, yeah, and he's played by Ed Harris, one of our totally. great actors. Totally. Yeah. Ed Harris playing, you know, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, <laughs> yeah. yeah, peak Harris, ultimate. He's basically <laughs> playing the same, Ed. the same, the ultimate Ed. <laughs> basically playing the same guy he plays in A Beautiful Mind. And yeah, never Pollock probably. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so then Ben promises to give him credit for the discovery. And they are arrested by the FBI and then they're taken to the president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the president takes a very close look at this case personally and he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Got it all covered. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever worried about how the government is corrupt and there's lots of conspiracy theories, yeah. you're right. You are right. Because you should read. Then also, ultimately, the president gives back uh, Riley's fucking Ferrari. <laughs> tax <laughs> free. Tax free. With a note on yeah. it that says tax free from fucking the president. Cronyism. In the White uh, House. How can, you, can you believe it? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, he's already got tomorrow's newspaper, so what else can he do? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is so funny because this whole thing about, like, Thomas Gates, it's on the front page. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no one knows who that Tom is. Great. Hey, Martha, Thomas Gates is cleared of I all know, wrongdoing from, so a, from over 140 years ago. That like everybody knows this guy, but maybe so it is <laughs> maybe it is one of those like pop culture things where you find a man who discovers no, dude, a treasure. They, they live in a strange world where <laughs> minor characters in history are like celebrities. No, I don't know if like someone discovered found Atlantis, it would still be a big deal yeah, for bro, us. Yeah, bro, fucking tell NPR. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it gives a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Blue World. We already got Avatar. You're right. Fucking that people are like, mm, this really interesting thing happened in history. It's like, no, dude, if it was interesting, I would have heard about it. It's not on Twitter, so I don't know what to believe. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, X. I'll read your Wikipedia about it, okay, Glenn Beck? <laughs> Thanks, Glenn Beck. God. <laughs> This is going to attract a weird audience if we say his name one more time. Like Who, Bloody Glenn Mary. Bex? Oh, God damn it. He did it again. <laughs> mm. He's um, been right behind you this whole time. Oh, don't. Don't scare me. I've been like him. That. All right. That's National Treasure 2. This it's a convoluted and stupid plot. Man. Honestly, this movie is like not fair. They're really worth it. It doesn't match up to the first. The first one is so much better and it's so I good. I agree. And this one is just, it's its tough to, it's a tough act to follow, but it doesn't even follow it that well. I'll tell you what, the treasure is more impressive in this one. It's a whole city. There's so much gold. Uh, the scene of them sort of showing the like depths and heights of how much gold is there in the cage. But like the breadth of the treasure in the original one is so cool because they have so many different things. They have Benjamin Benjamin Franklin's uh, yeah. dick fucking machines. And <laughs> whoa, like, whoa, whoa, Like whoa. they have... <laughs> tubs they have tubs of lube of gold they have <laughs> lube that's over 140 years old yeah, yeah. like it's so much better and and also like the it's knights true. templar the masonic stuff it's like makes more sense whereas like this one yeah it it feels it like does a, have a lot of it words. feels like a complete MacGuffin, and it's like there's no real there's yeah. no there's no even connection i find to history about it no. like this is a little it reminded me a little bit of um stargate <laughs> i don't know if it's not in, in mm. execution, but just in terms of like, oh, yeah, we're doing the word math to solve the puzzle quiz and but, get into but the trash. Stargate, Stargate, a fantastic film, <laughs> has, <laughs> but Stargate is like, has an explanation for why ancient Egyptians worshipped these gods. And it's brief, right? It does, obviously, yes. it does a good, quick this, job of this doing it. This movie just doesn't feel like no. it has a very significant historical connection to anything. It, the treasure doesn't. I get the Thomas Gates story does, but the treasure just doesn't seem very relevant. Yeah, why is and it? So, who cares? Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. And yeah. like, I just don't. I agree. I, I, I wish agree. that they spent more time weaving this into history in some better way. Yeah. Oh my god. But overall, man, I'm still glad we watched it. I still want a Natty Treasure three. Give us Riz the- Ahmed and Helen Mirren. Yeah. Give us yeah. the Natch. Yeah. Ugh. You got a top five. You know. I was thinking earlier too, and I do have a top fight, but why this, we have a Bruce Greenwood character, good, measured, you know, president. Yeah. <laughs> and why this him. movie just wouldn't work with Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Can't, could, should we explain what we watched earlier today? Go on. Well, I mean, in keeping with the quality of this film, we mm. went to see Citizen Kane in, in a theater. Hell yeah. And, uh, there was the guy who presented it. He had a special presentation afterwards, which was a video of Donald Trump commenting um, on Citizen Kane, giving a brief commentary on <laughs> what he thought Citizen Kane was about. Yeah. And uh, it's the most sense he's made ever, I think. Yeah. And just like, yeah. just dripping, but, so wet with irony. But, but there was also, Beautiful. there was also like 
flashes of who he would become. Yes, 1,000%. I'm not sure if they'd chose another word, but you know, Rosebud. <laughs> that's so crazy because for the longest time, like at least 30 seconds in, I thought maybe this is one of those like AI faces of Donald Trump being made to say these things. It, it's, it looked about as real. Because yeah. it was so weird that he, if he is really someone who's saying these words after watching a movie and then today... But like he is the, the person there he was is. a time where he was like a legitimized person and yeah. shockingly the presidency like cratered that like that usually doesn't happen that way but yeah yeah I mean I don't know if he had anything to do with that no <laughs> in his behavior his no. actions okay, I mean, go on I don't know I'm just wondering like how the book of secrets would do in Trump's hands you know among many other reasons bad it, it requires reading a book so he's gonna be yeah. like oh you want to give me a book no thanks Barack Hussein Obama. Please subscribe to Audible. <laughs> My book of secrets is on yeah. Audible. Yeah. Oh, so today's top five is secrets <laughs> that Trump would write in this book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number five. Oh my God. Six What's, herbs uh, and five spices from his favorite fried chicken recipe. <laughs> <laughs> what Stormy Daniels feels like. Yeah. Hey, whoa, whoa. That is no secret, baby. That is no secret. I, I don't even know what happened between him and Stormy Daniels. That's how disconnected no. I am. So yeah. No. I just know those are two names. And it one matter. was an adult performer. Yeah. I feel like KFC would be a big part of it. Yeah. Six or five spices. I feel like I feel like someone like Donald Trump would you know, maybe not in the first hundred days of his presidency, but at some point he would like gather his entire staff and kind yeah. of be like, All right, we have to get down to brass tacks here. <laughs> Bring me the eleven herbs and spices from KFC. <laughs> And they'd be like, Mr. President, I don't think we can do that. And he would be like, What? I am the leader of the free world. <laughs> I want all 11 herbs and spices on my desk in two hours. <laughs> and if yeah. he doesn't, KFC's cancel and Burger King to stays be, undisputed. To be honest, I think that's what the Comey affair was all about. <laughs> I never watched the movie, but, no. you know, that's what I guessed. Uh, number four, Epstein's phone number. <laughs> it's just in there for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people have it's that. Gotta, yeah. yeah. At, at this point, not a secret. No. It's just, uh, you just got to dig a little bit. Maybe go to the second page. You could probably Google. find it on the internet right now. You could. Yeah. You could. Number three, he's just like drawing his own signature 50 <laughs> times. Donald. <laughs> Donny. Don Trump. <laughs> it's great. How should I sign? What's How the best way to sign things? He's just figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> And he lands on the most absurd I, seismographic fucking up down shit. Yeah, I could imagine. Oh. I could imagine like those like hot mic conversations where like Donald Trump is like talking to his like his aide or whatever, being like, "When the president signs stuff, does he actually sign it?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's like, okay, how should I sign it? Like my full name? What's more regal? What's gonna? Yeah. What's more powerful? Do I write president before what? my name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is. Pre- is president part of my legal name now? Is there two Z's in pre? Like, how do I <laughs> log it now? <laughs> how many D's are in president? Prezi. Tell me. Tell me the truth. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, number two. He's, he's just got, like, the words blame China, but he's misspelled China with a Y. <laughs> I feel like I'm being really hard on him. I bet he can spell. At least that. Yeah. I Maybe mean, not Kofefi, but, you yo, know. everyone has spell check. Right. Everyone's got spell check. But oh, man, it's a Kofefe. handwritten diary. Kofefi, what a time. Yeah. What a time. A bef- yeah. Way I mean, in the before time. I mean, let's be honest. That's National Treasure 3 right there, there isn't it? Net <laughs> Kofefi? Oh, oh, yeah. God, what a treasure. Uh, and number one secret that he would write in this book, it'd just be like a mind map with like arrows. So it would be like just words connected. So it starts with Book of Secrets. <laughs> Secret messages, <laughs> Chinese whispers, China, 
Great Wall of China. Wall Street, build a wall, and then full stop. And it's just like it's presidential seal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like it would be a... um. Like, you know, that big <laughs> desk that the president sit around, yeah, it's yeah. like a map with names on it of like the people around the state. And he has to, he has to like, every time someone speaks, he's like, okay, yeah, that's Ed. <laughs> and then it's got like a bunch of crossed out names from the people he's fired. <laughs> What's your name again? Cross. But, but he also like, I would love just like, and he like has it spread in front of him and not even like hidden. Just everyone can <laughs> no, see everyone that can he see has it. like the, his entire staff written down. Condi Rice just like looking real nervous. Like, oh, lingering real close. <laughs> just like when, when like one person says something, you just see him like cross off their name. name. <laughs> Oh, that's a power move you learned from Dick Cheney. Like, I don't, I just, Donald P. D. Trump. Yeah. I just, I don't know if, just maybe, could you not tw- tweet this for two hours? And he's just like, I'll think about it. <laughs> crosses, crosses his, his name, name out. <laughs> just like frantically <laughs> scribbles. Get me the book of secrets No. Oh, man. Oh, what I, I thought I could never laugh about Trump again because it was so played out, <laughs> but you did it. it yeah. I did it. As, I mean, day. as I said, he is like the most entertaining person ar- around, and I <sighs> wish I could that watch his one word for him, trial. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I admire him, and I think that he's done a great job. And when he's president again, I would definitely be like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. moving, moving from Canada to be broke ass <laughs> in the United States instead of here. You know, when we're when we're got our air conditioners on and we're just watching it from Iceland as, yeah. as the snow yeah. melts beneath our ground. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, it's been the low ceiling, folks. Yeah. Uh, so vote Trump 2024. Hey, and, whoa, um, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Glenn Beck's listening. Don't give him ideas. Listen, Sorry. Glenn Beck, if you want to sponsor us, and by that I mean pay us money and we'll do nothing, yeah. great. Thank you. I'll take your money. Thanks, GB. Uh, Juro Scotch, yes, absolutely. We'll take Juro your money. Sure. And we'll take the whiskey. We won't even take the, the no, money. No yeah. cash. National Treasure 2. It's, it's an okay movie. Go check it out. Thanks for listening. And happy holidays, because you would have heard a holiday episode last oh, yeah. episode. A silly, goofy holiday episode. Treasure, what's real? You know, money. Voting. A family. In that order. The national treasure <laughs> is like your family and your friends and the gold that you should be hoarding because of Armageddon. That's true. Yeah. Focus the, on that. The movie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> DVD and nothing the else. The film should have scared you into hoarding gold. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>